Hello and welcome to the fourth edition of the Redevcast um, at Redevco's head office in uh, Amsterdam. The topic of our discussion today is the next phase in Redevco's investment management and diversification strategy. With me here today in the studio is Robert Soot, uh, Redevco's head of capital raising, and calling in from our London office, we have Adam Starr, head of global transaction management. Gentlemen, welcome to you both, and good to have you here today. Thank you. Thank you. Before we delve into the next phase of Redevco's um, investment management strategy, um, I wanted to take a brief look at where the company's coming from and how we got to where we are now. Um, Adam, I'm going to start with you because you've been with the company for, um, well, 20 years exactly, almost as long as the company has been around. Um, earlier this year, Redefco boosted its uh, assets under management from 7.5 billion euros to 10 billion euros, uh, thanks to the acquisition of uh, Red, Redos, Redos um, the German retail uh, park specialist. What does this acquisition mean for, uh, for the company? Yeah, um, absolutely. So I think um, first and foremost, I think it was a perfect strategic fit for us. Um, it helps us uh, create more scale uh, in that particular sector. And I guess it's, well, I was going to say it's the first step or, or maybe the next step uh, to creating a, a pan-European retail warehouse part platform. Um, it gives us further exposure to what we believe is a, a very resilient uh, subsector within retail and, and an obviously a degree of diversification within the wider retail sector. Um, and I guess strategically for us as well, um, it was a, a massive contributor, significant contributor to our, our growth objectives um, and actually uh, in many ways has uh, accelerated those a little bit faster than uh, than planned. So we managed to get up to that 10 billion um, number a little bit a- ahead of schedule. Yep, great. So before we go into more detail um, about the retail park strategy um, and the opportunities in that sector, um, Adam, can you take us back in time to uh, to Redefco's early days um, at the beginning of the, no- the noughties? Um, I mean, you've been with the company almost all that time. Um, so how has it evolved during the past two decades? Yeah, absolutely. So I have been here for just over 20 years. So not quite from the start, but uh, fairly fairly early on in the days of Redefco, starting out in the UK business. Um, and actually, it was an incredibly you know exciting phase because it was uh, uh, a young company uh, at that time. Actually, the UK business looked a little bit different because unlike the rest, of um, uh, the business CNA had actually pulled out as a retailer from the UK market. So actually what the UK business was faced with was, you know, roughly whatever it was, 110, 120 assets that were vacant um, from day one, about four and a half million uh, square feet or so. So all, so all those actually, assets were CNA assets? Yeah, actually there, there were a couple of others in there, but predominantly uh, CNA assets. So. Uh, actually, they, they were vacant, so there was a massive reletting job to be done in the UK. But interesting enough, part of that as well, uh, in the early days uh, of Redevco involved quite a lot of um, repurposing uh, and transformation as well. And, you know, the type of stuff that we're talking about and, and doing on a daily basis across the business now, we were actually also doing uh, back then, whether that was a mixed-use scheme uh, on Oxford Street, retail offices, residential. I think we were probably one of the first 
um, uh, one of the first businesses to put residential above shops on Oxford Street, for, for example. So, uh, you know, I think a lot of repurposing has always been in, you know, uh, in the genes or in the blood of uh, Redevco from an early stage. But of course, the business has gone through many sort of uh, phases of evolution during the, the kind of, well, 22 years, but the 20 years that I've been at the business. I guess, you know, there was the, the big sort of geographical expansion phase um, where we had exposure actually even in China, a shopping center development business in Turkey. We were we had offices in Scandinavia and, um, uh, and in Poland, for example, in Italy. Um, I guess the next significant phase after that, I, I suppose really after the uh, GFC, after the effects of the GFC and also starting to position the business uh, a little bit to where it is today was the portfolio and platform restructuring uh, phase, um, which actually meant uh, a really a refocus back on um, the retail subsector um, and our sort of core um, geography of northern Western Europe and Spain and Portugal, and also uh, setting the platform up in a position to be able to welcome third party capital uh, into the business. Uh, which which we did, which was I guess the next significant phase in in the evolution, which was uh, sort of around 2015, um, and then moving on from that, I guess um, really from although from 2015 we were already sort of diversifying in the type of assets that we were buying. I mean, we really from 2018 set out a clear strategy on diversification for our main internal client, particularly around residential. So. From 2018, um, there was a big uh, focus on diversification, and I guess then that brings us up to date to the sort of uh, where we are with the, the strategy, which is very much focused around continued diversification and the growth side uh, of the story as well. And just to finish off on that, I guess I have been here for 20 years. Um, honestly, there's been some incredibly exciting times during uh, those 20 years. But I can say where the business is now is probably as exciting and dynamic and as entrepreneurial as it has, as it's ever been in, in that period of time. Great, thanks, uh, thanks, uh, Adam, for that uh, fantastic uh, helicopter view. Uh, Robert, um, you've been with the company now for just over a year. Um, how would you describe it, and and what do you see as its main main strengths? Right, uh, thank you. Um, so you know, the way I would describe it is is uh, really. Uh, Redefco is transitioning uh, from being uh, a propco uh, to being a hybrid between a propco and investment manager. And we we started that journey in 2015, um, and that that journey is now um, accelerating, particularly after the acquisition of Rados recently. Um, the strengths of the platform really are uh, the fact that we have a proper pan-European, uh, fully vertically integrated network. We have seven offices across Europe, um, 250 uh, employees, and we have highly relevant experience in all of these markets. So we've been active transacting, uh, asset managing, redeveloping in these markets. And and uh, I think that's a very unique proposition and, and one of our key strengths, that we are a true pan-European operator in every sense of the word. Another strength, I think, is the fact that we... Um, we are able to offer scale. Uh, we have circa 10 billion AUM uh, in, in our chosen themes. Uh, so not only does that offer a relevant track record, uh, but we're also able, uh, we're used to uh, dealing in, in, in large, uh, large quantities, large amounts. And 
I think lastly, the key strength is the fact that we are a family-owned business um, and uh, therefore we are financially very, very robust. Uh, and also because of that ownership, family ownership, we have a true long-term perspective. The family has always uh, looked at investing uh, as a generational uh, uh, effort. Uh, so we really look at our investments and our investment strategy on a generational, from a generational perspective, so i.e. truly long-term. And uh, that is particularly relevant, I think, in the current environment where sustainability is, uh, particularly for real estate, is, is all important. And you really need to take a very long-term view uh, to have a significant uh, impact on that front. Yep. Okay. Okay. So we've set the scene. We know what the strengths are of uh, uh, Redepco. Um, Adam, um, I want to go back for a minute to the residential strategy that you described earlier. Um, I know there are a couple of examples of uh, 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 redevelopments uh, in the portfolio now that you could talk about. Um, can you give us a couple of examples of uh, you know the the, the mixed-use repurposed uh, properties that you're talking about earlier that you talked about earlier and where you see future opportunities? Yeah, I guess uh, for residential uh, specifically, uh, I mean, I think you know we just see that there is a uh, a, a wider uh, opportunity given just the, you know, if you look at the sector fundamentals in terms of, you know, the housing shortage uh, across Europe. Um, and then it, you know, fits in perfectly with our strategy and, you know, and our mission and, uh, and vision as well. Uh, so we've been deploying capital in that uh, sector in the Netherlands, Germany and the UK. Um, that's been a combination of uh, standing assets, forward funds, um, forward purchases and actually um, buying sites to develop ourselves. Um, I think we're now increasingly more focused um, at looking at opportunities that are more, at, let's say, the, the development end of the spectrum. I think we see more opportunity uh, there. I think it plays to our strengths and, and skills. Um, and also one of the things that we've seen, you know, recently with some of the acquisitions that we've made in this space is that um, there's the repurposing component. So often it's it's a, another use at the moment that we will convert into uh, residential, but also we are very comfortable, um, even you know, post-development, having a, a mixture of uses as well. So, um, which a, a lot of residential specialists aren't, that they just want to stick purely to residential, where of course we're comfortable with the mixed use elements, including you know, whether that's uh, retail leisure or whatever the, the other uses might be. So. Um, we've got, uh, we've been acquiring quite a bit. Um, so there have been new acquisitions, whether that's in Germany, uh, existing asset uh, in Dusseldorf. We bought quite a few things in Amstelveen in the Netherlands. Um, we've just uh, completed on something in Glasgow um, and, a, and, a, and, a, and actually quite a what will be, uh, I think, a, a really um, key scheme for us um, on the outskirts of Oxford as well um, recently this year. But of course, we also have other things in our existing AUM as well. So we have a number of opportunities um, within our existing uh, AUM, which we can also um, repurpose and will be repurposing into residential. And you know, one of one of those is uh, a scheme in Groningen, uh, which is uh, recently, uh, I think, been in the press as well. So um, a, a lot of activity in that area. Great. Okay, Robert, um, you joined uh, Redefco last year uh, to take the company forward uh, as a real estate investment manager. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the progress you've made so far? Yeah, sure. Um, some of it, um, so it's, it's, it's Redefco as a whole. It's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just uh, there. Um, 
uh, to to try and add to the efforts that were already in place. Obviously, um, you know, I think just generally speaking, not just for Redefco, but when you're transitioning from uh, a, a property company to an investment manager, you you, you by definition become uh, and should become more client focused and client centric, uh, which is either your JV partner or your investor clients. Um, so. And that's that's really very much my my background. Uh, so that's one area I uh, I hope to contribute, uh, which will be an important component component of making that transition. Um, what of course we're trying to achieve is the best of both worlds, uh, where you know there are many advantages of being a propco because you have secure capital and 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 we very much uh, are very fortunate to have uh, you know the family ownership that I referred to earlier on. Um, so we try to retain all the the, the good things uh, from that uh, and combine it with yeah, a more client focused uh, approach as far as the JV partners is concerned. So it's it's really uh, yeah, trying to marry uh, both the investment management world with the propco world, getting the best of both worlds and and uh, offering the best results uh, to our uh, to to our clients. So it's not a revolution, but it's an evolution. Yes, of course it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, and and how does Redefco differ from uh, other companies you've worked for uh, in the past? Well, so I think the the main difference is is the long term uh, focus. You know, the 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 because of our ownership structure, because of our financial strength, you know, we really are able to uh, to look at investments and to look at investment trends uh, and structural trends that are taking place around the world um, with. A very long-term view, and uh, I go back to the sustainability angle and, and ESG in more general. Now we we can really look at that um, certainly for our own capital, but increasingly working with 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 partners. Um, um, you know, at, from a you know, 10, 20 year point of view, rather than a you know sort of a typical fund life cycle, which is five to seven years. Um, so, you know, that's again, you need to marry the best of both worlds because uh, to be slightly short term uh, creates pressure to, to deliver results, which is a good thing. Uh, but uh, at the same time, to have a very long term view, uh, you, you, uh, you are less financially driven and more uh, purpose driven and mission driven, uh, which is certainly what we are and, and we think uh, there's more and more capital looking for uh, the combination of, of both uh, financial returns uh, and uh, and a more mission-driven approach. And, and you also need a long-term view for uh, some of the you know redevelopment projects, the re- the mixed uses that we're talking about, right? I mean, the large-scale development uh, in Oxford. That uh, that's, that's right. Uh, yeah. And and uh, you know, because uh, yeah, the projects we're talking about, in Oxford uh, that Adam referred to. We have a big project in Hamburg. Uh, we have a big project potentially in in Berlin. Now these are uh, hundreds of millions uh, of of investment, uh, and and they take uh, a very very long time. Uh, three to five years is is uh, is is the norm there. So you really need to um, have a very good governance uh, structure in place, a very good underwriting structure in place. Um, uh, but also you need to be able to take that very long-term view um, to really see it through and to have the ambition uh, to really create uh, the very best uh, product from a sustainability point of view. Uh, 
so no cutting corners, uh, but but really making sure that we are creating uh, buildings that are uh, you know fit for the future. Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, and Adam, um, you said earlier that retail parks are a, a key element of uh, Redefco's uh, future growth strategy. Um, what, what's so attractive about retail parks and, and what are the plans with Redos? Yeah, I mean, I think you can look at it, you know, across the spectrum of, uh, you know, whether you're a consumer, whether you're a tenant, whether you're uh, an investor. Um, and, you know, I think for consumers, they're incredibly convenient. Uh, they're affordable uh, for, for tenants as well. There's an uh, affordability element. And of course, you know, increasingly this crossover as a, a, the sort of omni-channel benefits of, of retail as well. I think as a sector that they've been uh, thoroughly uh, stress tested through COVID um, and came out with uh, flying colors. And, and I think, you know, for, for us as an investor, obviously taking those as kind of the, uh, you know, fundamentals um there, there's the resilience there's a stable cash flow and i think there is increasingly a lot of asset management potential as well um you know which is again where you know our expertise uh, will come in and the expertise of uh, you know uh, rados clearly um but you've got you know intensification of use you've got the the, the ability to bring in new uses there's a, a lot of opportunity from uh, an ESG um, perspective uh, as well, and and I think that's something you know as a business on you know generally, but with our retail parts already that we're kind of uh, uh, leading the way from that perspective. So we, if you look at um, you know all of the sectors going forward, and then if you look specifically at uh, retail as a whole, and look at which retail sectors subsectors you think are, are going to be winning. Uh, and offer you know a, a great place in the future retail hierarchy. You know we firmly believe that uh, retail warehouse parts will play a massively important part in that, and that's you know ultimately where our ambition lies is to create a, a pan-European retail warehouse park platform. Right. Okay. And uh, Robert, can you add anything to that? You know, from an investor perspective. Yeah. Sure. From an investor perspective, it's it's. Uh the track record we have, the scale we are able to offer, um, and and uh, a few very meaningful, tangible examples. Uh, Adam alluded to it, but um, a very simple example, but a, a very important example nevertheless, is is the installation of solar panels on on the roofs uh, of these um, buildings. Yeah, you've already si- done, we've already done that in and, and, uh, in Belgium, yes, right? And yeah. and um, yeah, we are we are one of the industry leaders in that respect um, and that skill set it, it sounds very simple thing to do but it isn't um, it's highly complex you know we are ahead of the curve uh, certainly compared to the competition um, and being able to offer that service uh, and, and that skill and that track record to our clients is going to be highly relevant uh, <clears throat> there are many many retail parks around Europe that are uh, have been neglected have been uh, have not been maintained properly have not been invested in properly. And we see a real opportunity there, as Adam said, uh, to, uh, to, to, to add value through our uh, track record and asset management experience. Yep. And, and Adam, I mean, we have, uh, Redefco has uh, retail parks in uh, Belgium and uh, Germany now through uh, the acquisition of uh, Redos. Um, what about the UK? Do you see potential for rolling out a retail park strategy there as well? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, at the moment, uh, we don't have any exposure in the UK. Uh, I mean, it is obviously one of the um, 
uh, you know, the deepest investment markets uh, in Europe. So it, it is a natural gap for us that we will look to fill uh, as part of our strategies um, going forward. And uh, I think actually interesting enough, I mean, obviously we're in right as we sit at the moment, we're in a pretty volatile um, spot and uncertain spot in, in the market generally. Um, but actually, um, when you look at coming out of COVID and you look at retail parks uh, in the UK, I think there was an increasingly strong investment story um, because of uh, all of the, the disruption that we've seen in the retail sector, um, perhaps it was accelerated generally by COVID. We were already seeing a lot of that playing out in the UK. So maybe the UK from that perspective was a little bit ahead of the curve and you're beginning to get a, a little bit more um, uh, visibility on, you know, the, the winning tenants and sustainable rents and, uh, you know, where the opportunities, you know, really lie within that sector. Um, others were also seeing that, um, you know, so the, the, the market, um, got pretty hot pretty quickly, but actually with the way things are at the moment, we're, we're seeing again a very emerging opportunity for us to take advantage of that in the UK going forward. And it, it's a big market. So it's something that we will need to cover, but. So, uh, you know, there are other markets that were also going to be a focus uh, for us um, going forward, you know, outside of where we've already got, you know, that sort of uh, strong presence. So, you know, again, whether that's Iberia, whether it's France, you know, whether it's Netherlands. So, yeah, I'd say ultimately we want to have, you know, full pan-European coverage. Yeah, and in terms of uh, diversification, I mean, we've talked about the retail parks and residential um, but you've, uh, Redefco recently launched, launched the Next Gen Stay uh, uh, strategy. Um, hospitality is also uh, a theme that you're trying to uh, add to the mi- mix. Is that not? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. No. So, I mean, yeah. Sorry, Robert. I just just going to say maybe just to give it context, and then you can uh, explain a little bit about the strategy. But yeah, I mean, there are four main investment themes that we're looking at um, that we're looking to develop strategies around going forward. Or a lot of what we already do, they're not mutually exclusive, a lot of them overlap. Um, but I suppose, you know, uh, you know, they're, they're repurposing to mixed use, uh, residential, retail warehouse parks and leisure and hospitality. Uh, obviously, we've already touched on uh, some of those, um, but, uh, you know, particularly retail warehouse parks and the repurposing and the residential. But um, yeah, we also have leisure and hospitality and, and that's a strategy where the next gen stays, you know, squarely fits within that. So. Um, yeah, Robert, I don't know if you want to say a little bit about yeah. the... No, it's it's uh, next-gen stays uh, is, is really an affordable uh, hotel offering uh, where Redefco is the real estate partner. So we take the real estate risk and we work with operational partners that uh, lease the buildings from us. Yeah, this is a very new strategy, right? And, it was just recently that's a released. a relatively yeah. new strategy. Uh, we have... Um, uh, compiled a seed portfolio, circa 80 million, um, and uh, you know, we uh, we will either develop that out ourselves, or we we will be looking or we'll be working with uh, JV partners. Mm-hmm. So we're currently in discussion with a number of interested parties, and uh, we are uh, the reason for doing that is really a continuation of uh, uh, reviving and repurposing inner cities. Uh, where you know we typically buy up um, uh, old retail-related buildings uh, in good, very good locations in good cities, of course, um, uh, and we repurpose those into um, into hostels. And uh, that was really uh, an idea that came uh, from our Spanish uh, team, 
that saw an opportunity there uh, if, uh, emerging during and after COVID. Um, but it's also based on experience that we already had as Redefco, because if, for instance, in Lille, a major redevelopment we did over there, you know, there was hospitality as well. Um, and uh, so a hotel was it? Yeah, hotel. That's yeah. right. So we very much saw uh, an opportunity there to add to uh, to our experience and our skill set, um, and using our experience uh, in in the in those cities. We know these cities inside out. Uh, and to capitalize on that experience to create this new product. Yeah, and and you know these cities inside out because of the city attractiveness uh, research that uh, exactly. Defco has yes. been yeah, has yeah, done. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, okay. Um, Adam mentioned uh, earlier that uh, you know we're we're in a very volatile economic uh, environment at the moment. So, what what sort of partners uh, do you think would be interested in the sort of uh, redevelopments and, and mixed? Uh, projects that we've uh, been talking about. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, look, I mean, the, the environment is, is is very very difficult for uh, all uh, market participants, um, and and let's let's not spend any time on that. Uh, there, there are lots of experts out there that have views on that, um, but we are under no illusion that the current environment uh, is is very difficult for all financial assets, including real estate. Um, but at the same time, uh, there is uh, there will always be a pressure to transact, uh, to buy, and to sell, uh, for a variety of reasons. Um, and uh, you know we are financially very very robust, uh, so we, you know, we're keeping our, our, our powder dry and and uh, uh, wait for for opportunities to emerge and and to some extent also looking to create our own opportunities. Next gen stays being a, an example. Um, of course, in the short term, you know, given the, the currency movements, uh, you, know, you could see uh, more interest from dollar-based investors in European assets, purely because the dollar is so strong. Um, that's more of a cyclical argument, um, but uh, more of a fundamental uh, partner uh, for, for Redefco and the kind of projects that we're, we're looking to uh, invest in um, and, and uh, the, the kind of skill that we're looking to build in retail parks now, we would typically target the, the pension funds uh, and the sovereign wealth funds, so uh, investors that have a similar profile to us in a way in terms of uh, their long-term uh, outlook on uh, their, their investment strategy. Right. And, and how do you two work together? Can you tell us a little bit about uh, that, yeah. <laughs> that uh, partnership? Closely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> brothers in arms. You know, I, I, I always, uh, you know, we always say, uh, you know, transaction management and, and uh, business development or, or client management are two sides of the same coin. You know, we, we have to work hand in hand. Uh, you know, we can't do transactions without uh, without capital, sure. and you can't uh, find partners without an interesting uh, strategy proposition. or, or yeah. proposition. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we work very closely together to make sure that uh, what we have in the market in terms of product we can deliver, um, and and uh, where we see the opportunities. And again, I guess next ten days is a good example where we say, okay, we we all believe in this product, uh, we all believe in this offering. So let's go into the market and and and, and find uh, capital to scale it up further. Right. Okay. So. Adam? Uh, Yep, Adam. Sorry, <laughs> I can't. I can't add anything. I can't add anything to that. I mean, uh, it's closely two, two sides of the, the the same coin. 
my team's got to find the deals, Robert's team's got to find the money, and, and, and those two things need to come together, whether that's at an individual uh, deal level, deal-led opportunities, or, or the strategies that we've referred to. So, uh, yeah. Okay, great. Um, at the beginning of our conversation, we talked about how um, Redefco has boosted its uh, assets under management to 10 billion uh, euros. That's uh, three years ahead of schedule. Um, looking to the future, um, where do you see Redefco in, say, five years from t- from now, uh, Adam? Five years from now. So, um, yeah. So you're right, we, we got to 10 billion, um, but we're certainly not stopping there. Um, I would like to think, and you know, we're, we're looking at numbers and everything else and business plans, uh, you know, pretty much as we speak, but uh, five years time, uh, 18 billion would, would be a uh, would be a nice uh, number. So I think maybe assets under management of 18 billion, uh, nice diversified assets, um, delivering our mission and vision um, with a multiple number of uh, happy um, investor clients and, and, and partners. And, and I hope also uh, maintaining the great culture that we have within the business as well. So I think if we can tick those uh, elements off uh, over the next five years, I think we'll be pretty happy looking back. Okay, Robert, you've got quite a bit of work to do. <laughs> Indeed, we all do, okay. uh, but that's uh, exciting. Okay, great. Okay, well, I won't hold you up then any further. I'll let you get on with it. And, uh, and I want to thank you both for sharing your ideas and uh, plans with us today. Uh, and I'm hope, I hope I'm around in five years' time so I can check in on you whether that uh, target has been reached. <laughs> we all hope. We all have the same hope in that respect. Okay, great. Okay, thanks again for your time and, uh, and, a, and a big thank you to all our listeners uh, who have tuned in today. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.